Welcome back to Mainstream Matchups, and thanks for listening. I'm your host, Tyler James. We're thankful to have back our football analyst, Chris Young, and our soccer analyst, Sam D. What are you looking forward to talking about today? Uh, well, let's recap the last week. I am psyched as a Liverpool fan. Um, Firmino's eye is okay, and we showed Paris what it's like, the power of Liverpool. The power and field, sorry. Gotcha. So, Chris, you want to get into NFL Week 2, right? So, I'll just go through the games real quick, kind of just the scores, rundown, stuff like that. We had Ravens, Bengals, 23-34, Bengals win. Patriots at Jaguars, 20-31. Colts at Redskins, 21-9. Texans at Titans, 17-20. Eagles at Buccaneers, 21-27. Browns at Saints, 18-21. Chargers at Bills, 31-20. Vikings at Packers, that ended in a tie, 29-29. Panthers at Falcons, 24-31. Dolphins at Jets, 2012. Chiefs at Steelers, 42-37. Cardinals at Rams, 0-34. Lions at 49ers, 27-30. Raiders at Broncos, 19-20. Giants at Cowboys, 13-20. And last but not least, Seahawks at Bears, 17-24. What was the biggest takeaways for for week two? The biggest takeaway for me was probably Patrick Mahomes. He had about six touchdowns and 23-28. I mean, right there, he only missed five passes. That's nuts. Like, as a rookie, his biggest target was Travis Kelsey. And then he also had about 326 yards. That's nuts. Yeah, both defenses, you know, arguably were not very good. And then you had two gunslingers in Pat Mahomes and Ben Roethlisberger, both putting up really good numbers this week. Do you see him as an MVP candidate after week two, Pat Mahomes? Yeah. If he keeps this up for the rest of the season, I mean, if he doesn't throw any interceptions, right now he's, what, 11 touchdowns deep? He's a sophomore quarterback. Pretty sure he's deep. I think he has 10 touchdowns in two games. I was going to say, I just read something about how the most touchdowns through the first three games of any people was, I believe, Peyton Manning with 12, Tom Brady under that with 11, and now Pat Mahomes is going into his third game. You know, he's going to make his own path, I think. He's definitely going to be the tone setter. I don't think we've really seen a gunslinger who makes good decisions and doesn't get intercepted a lot, so I'm just curious to see how this trend goes, if he's able to sustain that production. Another MVP candidate I think we need to talk about is Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think many people were saying that, you know, at the beginning of the year, but he has really done a lot. What do you think about that? Is he going to be able to keep that up? Well, he's going against the Steelers on another really bad defense. I mean, last few weeks they've been scored on pretty deep, and Fitzpatrick's definitely going to pick up on that. He's going to take complete control of that. He only missed six targets last week, 27 for 33, and he went four touchdowns with an interception. Yep. That's not looking bad. And threw 402 yards, I believe, right? Yeah. So not a bad outing in your first two weeks. I was going to say, Deshaun Jackson even said, you know, in I think one of his little uh, press conference dealios after practice or something, he wants to stay on the the Ryan Fitzpatrick train. He he doesn't want to see it leave. He thinks it's too hot to stop. Do you agree? Yeah, I would agree. I'm still going on. This is his last breath of life. I don't think this guy has anything else in him after this year. I mean, how long has he been in the NFL? I, I really couldn't say that off the top of my head right now. But I think he is a 10-year quarterback. 
I think I, it's safe to say that. I he's know a he's played, I think, for over seven NFL teams. So, and he's a journeyman. He's he's taken his talents, you know, abroad. I you know he's done better in other situations than others. I think he excelled at the Jets. I think that was primarily because he wasn't going to be the starter, just like this situation now. You know, he got that job because Geno Smith got punched in the face for not paying one of his linebackers for something or something, right? Yeah. 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 That's did, <laughs> did they break his jaw? Yeah, he broke his he jaw. He broke his jaw because of his teammate. Yep. You could say the counter-argument to this would be is Ryan Fitzpatrick just been going up against crappy defenses and has an easy schedule. Is that the counter-argument? Oh, and most definitely. I would agree. Or we could also say... Ryan Fitzpatrick's the guy who's exposing these defenses. We could also say the same thing about Pat Mahomes as well. Exactly. I don't think he's really gone up against a very good defense. Yep. Steelers, eh. I know for sure coming up this week, though, it's going to be a little bit tougher for him. He doesn't have, like, a Travis Kelsey is his number one target. First week, the 49ers went against Kyle Rudolph, and he had one catch for 11 yards. That was on the goal line, and he got a touchdown that was his only reception. I'm curious. I would put Travis Kelsey over Kyle Rudolph, though, if we were going to have tight end rankings. You know, and I don't think it's Chargers. that close. So that's right, against the Chargers. And they have a decent defense, but that's no Joey Bosa. No. I, I like Derwin James in the secondary, but I need to see more. Do you have any more to talk, um, touch I, on that? That Ram defense. You can't talk about everybody else being a top offense without talking about that Ram you could also say that the Cardinals aren't very good, but that's David Johnson. Still, are we counting them out already? Are we saying Sam Bradford isn't the quarterback he was when he first signed with the Vikings? When he had the highest quarterback rating, 124 QBR. I think you need to put in Josh Rosen as fast as you can, because that's the only way you're going to save this season, if anything. Sam Bradford isn't going to give you anything. He's going to give you, what, 20 attempts for 150 yards? Possibly a touchdown, possibly three interceptions. You know, I don't want to risk that. He's I would, picking on linebackers. Everybody's been talking about this this rookie Josh Rosen and saying, and, you know, like he said, there was a lot of teams that made mistakes you know, not picking him first. So we'll see if he can actually get out there this year and be able to prove that. Right. right. What did you think about Vontae Davis retiring during the halftime right. of Chargers versus Bills? What goes on in your head? You know, like, I haven't paid enough attention to see if he was starting or not. Or if he got hit or anything like that. I didn't watch that game. Either. He didn't get hurt. He just said that he didn't have it in him. He told his coach and then he left. That's letting your team down in like a major way. That's saying I don't have the respect to give you the rest of this game. Damn. That's what it is. Sam how, gonna... Sam, how would you feel if a teammate quit on you at halftime? Big game. Doesn't even matter if it's just regular season, but it's a big game. How do you oh, feel? So your team is playing. Was this was the during, game, the game, during the game, and then at halftime, he took himself out, retired, and then he left the facility. He didn't say anything to his players. At I think he yeah, said something to the head coach, but, I, you know. At halftime. Yeah, I don't understand that. I thought you were going to say that he quit. He was watching another game, and he quit, like, via Facebook or something like that. During that <laughs> game. I was like, dude... With all the injuries and the risks of playing football, at some point you decide your body just can't take it. But to quit at halftime, man. Like, not even be able to finish the game. Dude, uh, yes, yes, I get that. 
it's hard, right? Through um, looking at it, the lens of like a sports fan with all the rules of being a fan, right? Of you can't do that. Like there are sort of like social laws of like this, and you can't do that. But understanding how life works and understanding that this guy is probably a father and stuff like that, and at some point maybe he, maybe something, maybe right. something happened, right? Maybe there's been this injury, and I hear about like people taking all kind of drugs and painkillers. At some point, he decided, dude, I just cannot take another hit. You know, maybe. I could hear that. Maybe. I, I could hear that. I could hear yeah, that. I definitely we don't should, disagree. I have but to look at if he's a rat. Otherwise, like pretty normal dude that doesn't make the craziest decision at the previous time. Yeah, no, that, that's a good perspective. Yeah. yeah. Another perspective would be we don't know his personal life at the same time. You know, but. If you have a family and you're an NFL player, your family knows that Sunday, two hours before the game, that's all them. That's all their contact time. And then it's game time. You have until you wake up, pregame meetings, taped up. Then you get out there. Then you warm up. Then you go back in the locker room, cool down, get heated up with your teammates, game plan some more. Then you go out there and actually play. This guy had so much time to think about him not actually playing to that Sunday. He decided, you know what, screw it, halftime, I want to leave. In my opinion, that's disrespect. Mm-hmm. You didn't give your teammates the time of day to tell them, like, hey, you know what, I'm not feeling it anymore, guys. Can you pump me up? If, if the, I'm sorry. If your job was, was at the office, if your day was at the office, right, and you didn't risk getting hit by, like, a quarter of a car, you know, then I'd say yeah, but again, I do get your point. The yeah, NFL point. is like you're gonna get hit, right? In that, maybe this is a bit extreme to say that oh you're risking your life, but sometimes, right? Well, yeah, I was gonna it, say they definitely are. And then right. and, and if you think about what just happened field. last year with Ryan Shazier, Steelers linebacker, yeah, they didn't think he was could possibly not even be able to walk again. That dude right. went and walked up on the NFL draft. And was able to do the first pick for the Steelers, and I thought that was just an amazing moment to be able to witness. So, then that the Bears tight end that almost had to have his leg amputated, now he's up and walking again. Zach Miller. Yep, exactly. Like you talk about Teddy. Exactly. On a drop, on a drop back, Teddy Bridgewater on a drop back. Oh, you almost lost your leg. His ACL. You could even you could even talk about Marcus Lattimore in 2014. Number two running back in the college, like in, in college at that time, towards ACL, PCL, MCL. He comes back. He's second round draft pick for the 49ers. Never plays a day in his life. He still got drafted in the second round. It might have been second or third. I take yeah. that back. But still, people in the NFL, they walk around half, like quarter of a car. So it's quarter of a car hitting another quarter of a car. It's not like they're completely unprotected. These dudes are as big as everybody else. Yeah, and the NFL people that's the thing. like big on big, it's a lot. And big on big equals right. big impact. Right, right, exactly. exactly, right. And I'm saying that the bones naturally, like physically, right, the bone can only withstand so much, right. And we don't know how many. This guy has been playing again since he was in high school. We don't know how many hits he's taken. Over the and all the undocumented hits, yeah, exactly. And you don't know how many pills he has been taking in order to deal with this stuff. And at some point, right, something said no, right. My opinion isn't 100% because I don't know his background, I don't know if it's just a do 
Mudet again makes these types of decisions all the time. Otherwise, he respects the sort of laws that we created around the sport, right? Then you have to say that he probably has bigger reasons for doing this, right? Okay. Because dude, we're, we're fans, right? We forget that these people are human beings, you know, who, who have people who depend on them. And at some point, to them, this is just a game, right? Yeah, I completely agree. I do have a perspective change. What if this happens in soccer? Yeah, man, I've started looking at things in that perspective. I've had to take a step back from soccer is the one most important thing in the world. I heard one time a soccer player named um, Icardi from uh, Inter. I think he, he was saying something about, oh, I never actually watched soccer after a game. Talking about the thought, striker, right? Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, my goodness. Like, punish him, gods of soccer or something like that, right? <laughs> but, but no, like, soccer, at the end of the day, we have to understand fits within a society that has other, like, sort of forces, you know? Mm-hmm. And human beings come first, right? So I'd like to think about, okay, if it was me, right, yes, soccer is important, but I see how much my family, right, the well-being of my family, how much that influences what I do in my life. And so I can see at some point that he had to make a decision between his family and the thousands of people, the millions of people who love his name, you know? I think that's a good place to end it on that. I, I have a joke about it, could I add? Go I ahead. mean, if you're a Bills player, you just might get, be getting tired of the losses. Alrighty. <laughs> so, we had... Uh, some kicker changes during week two. Vikings acquire Dan Bailey, and they release Dan Carlson after he misses three field goals. And if he makes one of these, I'm saying, you know, the that Vikings win. Different. That entire game's different. Then also the Browns acquire Greg Joseph, releasing Zane Gonzalez, who missed the go-ahead win for the Browns. I think against the Steelers, and then against this most recent game against the Saints. Uh how do you feel about all these kicker changes? I thought icing the kicker was, uh, I thought that rule was changed. I thought you couldn't do that anymore. Specifically in the Vikings game, I saw. Well, obviously you can, because Zimmer did exactly. it, and then Mike, Mike McCarthy, McCarthy did, did it, it twice. They both did it to each other. Like, what, what is this icing so, the kicker? Icing the kicker would be calling a timeout right before he kicks it. Oh. So, regardless of if he makes it, misses it, then he has to go take another one. He has to go ahead and take that time to reorganize reconcentrate and go ahead and take another follow-up kick so right before he's about to kick yeah some kickers some kickers can kick past that some kickers actually have made field goals off of getting ice they have missed timeout was taken right before they kick well, they still nice. got the kick off they missed and then they make it after they get ice some kickers have done that but like dang, that's, that's dan crazy. bailey you gotta watch out when you're in minnesota missing two field goals he missed one of them in overtime like, Minnesota fans are diehard. Some of them will, will actually send some death threats his way. Well, I um, hope not. But, like, good. think about Aaron Rodgers said when he first became the quarterback, he was getting death threats from Packers fans. That's insane as it is. I mean, if people still believe in Brett Favre like that, he was, what, 35 at the time with the Packers? Like, they were sending death threats at Aaron Rodgers just for stepping up. I think people are all around just going to be angry about something and they're going to take it out of context like that. 
Dan Bailey can't change the fact that he was ice. That's what it is. Daniel Carlson. Uh, Daniel Carlson. Dan Bailey is who we picked up. Yep, he yep, used yep, to yep. be Cowboys uh, kicker. I see a difference, though. You know, obviously, a QB has to do a lot throughout the game compared to a kicker where you have one job. It's nice that you want to be like, hey, you know, there's people who are emotionally out there who are going to be driven regardless one way or the other, but I think there is a difference between you trying to uphold a QB to a standard and holding a kicker to a standard. I think we can safely say that if you have a kicker on your team, you think he's going to make the kicks that you want in the game, right? Yeah. He spends his entire time on the sidelines the entire game just kicking away at that anyways. So, oh, right, right, that's true, that's true. So, like, that's you're true. right. It, the only responsibility he has is kicking the ball. I would like to give him the benefit of the doubt and just say, okay, you had a bad game, move on. I don't think it's the end. I don't think you're not going to hear Daniel Carlson anymore. I think he'll go ahead and sign with another team, go ahead and give it another go. See, that's honestly, usually how it goes, too, you know? So He's going to Blair Walsh. Well, he went to Seahawks, and then what happened? He got released. Yeah. yeah, so maybe it goes that way, but he doesn't get released. And he actually goes and makes, you know, a little promising career. You know, it's not like we're hoping for the downfall of these people. No. We just noticed you didn't do well. Mike Zimmerman made it clear in his press conference you didn't do well. Even bluntly, I would even say, you know. I mean, if you want to talk about the missed opportunities Dan Carl's executed over the weekend, you got to talk about those refs at the end of the day, too. Those refs called back two touchdowns. Two just solid touchdowns on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, for what? They pushed off each other. I thought you were talking about where Kirk Cousins threw the interception and Clay Matthews drove him into the ground. They yep, gave yep. him the personal injury. Yep, they did. So, they but, that too. but that's what they've been calling consistently throughout these two weeks, though. Once it's you all, lift up like that and you bring him in. It's all about the shoulder. It's all about the shoulder. Yeah, it's you when drive, you like hit no, him I, in and you bring him down. If you drive down, if you your point of contact is to drive them down, then it is a personal foul. But I was going to say, just notice just all land, the time when they go, they tuck in. They're like, they squeeze in because they're bringing their whole yeah. body weight onto them. Right. That's what they're trying to negate. Clay Matthews, he did it. He did do it. He did do it. I saw that. At yeah. least the refs, in my opinion, are being consistent with the call. Obviously, I think... I'm trying to protect that quarterback. I think they have done too much to protect the QB at this point. Like, everything is to protect him. You know, and but you're not thinking of any other position, and there's so many more positions... Other than the QB spot. Right. So, not to get you guys on a tangent, right? But there's, football was the sport that initially started with people dying, correct? It was so violent at the beginning, right, that people did die or People didn't well, die. I don't people know if they had... I'm pretty sure in college it was like Ooh, that. They, they I don't think people, like people didn't get ready for football. They didn't prepare for football like they do. Right. I think there's uh -oh. way more like strength yeah. and conditioning yeah. than there was back then. You got okay. used to have guys yeah. they would smoke oh. in the halftime, you know? Can like, I, yes, can I say... That guy's not hitting yeah. me to the point where I, I'm going to pass no, out. I, I get it. I'm saying that at first, right, there was... It needed rules, right? Yeah. It needed rules. And some people, I imagine, did not like the rules. Some people thought, oh, he was just being softened. Other people didn't like the fact that they couldn't smoke anymore. Right, some people loved it, right? <laughs> so I'm saying that we decided some hits were not good, right? Or not safe enough. I'm saying, is it possible, I suppose, to sanitize the sport? But is... I feel like that's what they're trying to do, is they have put so much into one position trying to protect one person instead of the other 52 players. Exactly. exactly. Or the other 10 players on the field. So like, that... we don't even take into consideration, like, the center that snaps the ball 
the head contact he takes is more than 75% different than everybody else. Right. So then is football, I suppose, clean upable? I suppose. You know what I mean? Can Chris, we... is football clean upable? No. No. If you try to clean up football and take out the hits, you are taking away football. That's and what turn it into is. flag football, right? That's, That's what everybody's, everybody's scared of. Yeah. That's what everybody's... The only reason why the NFL hasn't seen the decrease in players is because colleges still thrive off those selected few, and they have been for a long time. They get their walk-ons, and they produce numbers. You're always going to get those kids at college programs that just walk on and they stand out. Yeah. That is an impact, though, on the society. And does football survive with its impact on society as it is? Or do we decide... Can we can we move no, on? But without at football? the same time, yeah. at the same time, if we're talking about football, then we have to definitely talk about boxing. Then we definitely have to talk, talk about, about hockey. hockey. Yeah, so it sounds like a slippery slope, and I think that's where we can we can conclude with that. I want to talk about NFL Week Three, and I kind of just want to go over our picks. Thursday, we got Jets at Browns. Jets are zero and two. Browns are zero one and one. Who we got? Man, I'm going to go with the Jets. Um, I'm thinking Sam Darnold's going to definitely step up. Definitely against that Browns defense. I don't really see anything too much except three sacks from that D-line Browns got. I actually, I think um, two of them actually came from a middle linebacker too. So, Browns are looking solid. Don't get me wrong. Tyrod Taylor didn't do too bad. I mean, he threw one touchdown and one interception. At the same time, we have Sam Darnold at one touchdown and two interceptions. But I think Sam Darnold's stepping up this week. I think he's taking over. So, I'm calling it. I'm calling Jets over especially with the Jets' defense, too. They're going to shut down Tyrod Taylor. I disagree. I think the Browns actually really showing themselves to be a contender. You know, they've had two close games these two weeks. One against the Steelers, who everybody talks about having a high-octane offense. They kept them in check to 20, what, what how many points? 21 points? I, I can't even remember. But the point is, I think the Browns' defense is more formidable than anything that Sam Darnold has faced, and he just lost to the Dolphins. So I go with the Browns. True. Who do you have for Bills versus Vikings? Bills are 0-2, yeah. Vikings 1-0-1. Do that tie against the Packers. <laughs> Man, I'm going to go with the Vikings for sure. I don't like the Vikings, even though I'm from Minnesota. You know, I'm, I'm not a huge Vikings fan. But Kirk Cousins doesn't look bad. Let's be real. Kirk Cousins does not look bad. It was a fluke that HaHa Clinton Dixon got that pick last week. That was a fluke. I think it was supposed to be. It you was off Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs was supposed to get that. From a guy named Haha. Yeah. Yeah, his name is Haha Clindix. Yeah, it's one of the secondary players for the Packers. I would say Kirk Cousins doing more than Fennel. He can sustain two wide receivers with these numbers. Stefan Diggs had nine receptions for 128 yards, two touchdowns, and Adam Thielen had 12 receptions for 131 yards and a touchdown. I don't see how you're going to say. He's putting up numbers, and dang man, right. Cause he's, and, man, he's, and I'm saying, like, that defense is producing pretty well. I mean, the Packers haven't had a good O-line in forever. He would have started 2-0 and o if it wasn't for his kicker. That's what I believe. And I have the Vikings winning as well, even though you don't like the Vikings. I don't, yeah, I don't really care about the Vikings, man. We got oh, next God. Giants versus the Texans. Gee, both both teams are 0-2. Obviously, he's he's got some bias towards the New York Giants. Man, you you I, have I some like bias, too. You, you like, like Saquon. You got Saquon on your fantasy like team, man. Exactly. He produced some numbers. He went, what, 12 for 80 on the receiving side? 12 receptions for 80 yards? I don't think he had a touchdown either way. What about the 2.9 yards per carry? I think, you know, what do you got? What, you could say, what, 19 carries for like 28 say, yards? That defense the Cowboys have is legit. So that you defense, believe that? 
I could say I, I believe that. Okay. I don't think that the- so. We will see for the rest of the year if the Cowboys' defense is legit because I completely disagree. Okay, yeah, I like Demarcus Lawrence. What are you going to do with that secondary? Because they're not that good. You have Sean Lee for your linebackers, but who else? Who else is stepping up? I'm looking for something real quick. Yeah, because nobody's stepping excuse up. Excuse me, excuse me for a second. Christian McCaffrey, week one, didn't do anything. He was 10 for 50 yards. He was averaging five yards a carry, a little less than that. Cam Newton, he only got in on the goal line, all right? He didn't really get Cam Newton in. was running on that defense the entire time because what, what, he lost four yards Greg. Carry? Four yards a carry. Four yards a carry. That's better than what? Who, Zeke, what was Zeke averages like seven. No, he doesn't. His rookie season, he was averaging seven yards a carry. Okay, but that's not now. But He's averaging around four point six or something like that. So don't. I'm just saying uh, that D line is holding the run game. And I said, and we'll see if that's true because I don't believe that. It showed we'll see. We'll what see. Are you, what, are you, what are you saying about the Giants? I like. Good news about Giants, man. I man so, Giants. my hope is that Landon Collins gets that secondary to step up and actually start making plays. I don't think the Giants haven't gotten beat by more than 20 points last two games. So, I would say That's not good news, man. they haven't scored anything on offense. They need to get it together on the offensive side. They haven't been scored on by more than 20 points? No. I'm saying their defense is there. Their offense needs to step it up. Cowboys had six sacks last week on Eli Manning. If that pocket is collapsing, and out of the six times you get hit, you're definitely going to start throwing mistakes, and he didn't. Eli Manning is known for throwing picks in the fourth quarter, and he didn't. So you he see, you, so you're saying all. you see some light at the end of the tunnel. I see so some you light. See, I'm seeing I, Eli Manning is actually taking initiative to use all. We're going to have to agree to disagree on this matchup. It's okay, like illusion. I don't know, man. They definitely got the weapons. I can see Deshaun Watson putting up numbers against the Giants that let Dak Prescott throw, what, a a 75-yard touchdown to Tavon Austin? Oh, wait. With the help of Landon Collins? Oh. You got me there. Okay, so moving on. But uh, that's at the end of the day, it's one play, man. One play. You can't let a one play decide an entire game. That wasn't the one play, though. They got ran on and they got passed on by Dak Prescott. Landon Collins said they were going to stop. They were going to stop Ezekiel Elliott, which they didn't do, and they were going to put the ball in Dak Prescott's hand. They didn't stop Ezekiel Elliott, and they let Dak Prescott go oh, off. Dude, no, you can't do. And he break 100 yards, man. Yeah, he was averaging 4.6. 17 right. carries? His that's average is 25. His that's average is 25. You're telling me that he, with his 74 yards you, with that. Are you saying that oh. are you saying the Giants just won't lose as badly? That's exactly Okay, okay, okay. So we'll, exactly. we'll okay. Okay. So it got the, I, I have the I have the up. Texans beating the Giants. So what do you have? I have the Giants beating the Texans. Oh, oh. bless your heart. Yeah, you haven't proven any reason why the Giants should. You're just saying. You said I, I have Giants, given support. Not 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 he, very wait, wait, not many reasons. In, in yes, defense of the Giants' that. defense, he says they haven't been beaten by more than twenty points. Uh, that doesn't say anything. Cause the defense could have been beat. But then it could have been like I don't know, one hundred to twenty, one hundred and twenty to a uh, hundred. That still would have been a pretty bad defense. I don't disagree, Sam. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna move on to our next yeah. matchup. We got Packers who are one zero and one versus the Redskins who are one and one. Honestly, I really don't have a lot to say about this. Alex Smith versus Aaron Rodgers still hobbled. Do you think Devontae Adams is gonna be able to produce for this game? Yeah, definitely. Do you think Josh Norman's going to follow him, or is he going to stick to his one side like always? They usually run in uh, zone defensively, right? More, yeah. There's more zone? From the, yeah, from the Redskins, yeah, they definitely run a, a zone defense. But I think Josh Norman probably like step up and, 
and you go to Devontae Adams. Um, Devontae Adams showed out last week. He's definitely a man to go to. Even with calling back a couple touchdowns, I think Aaron Rodgers is still the man. He's still stepping it up. Still looks good. He's still with the sprained knee. Even with the sprained knee. He moves well in the pocket. I think he, he, he wasn't, he wasn't trying to run fast outside of the pocket, but he was able to move quickly to be able to miss defenders. I, I mean, that's a defined moment when you are still somewhat injured and you step up and make a first down running the ball. He doesn't slide. That man took it on the chin. All that saying, that means you have the Packers winning? I have the Packers winning, man. I have the Packers winning as well. I just don't see the Redskins' defense being able to stop that offense. No, not at all. Next matchup we got is 49ers versus the Chiefs. We got 49ers who are 1-1, one one, Chiefs who are 2-0. and oh. Hot start, hot start. Man, Chiefs are looking good. But I do think Travis Kelsey is going to get shut down this week. I mean, you said earlier you would put Kyle Rudolph underneath Travis Kelsey. But at the end of the day, if Kyle Rudolph ever had the chance to break away, he could have made something up. Okay. We could say he's uncovered. He is a dangerous the only problem I see with that is, so Kyle Rudolph, yes, he has Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen, who opens up the game for him. Exactly. Dalvin Cook, I think, needs to do a little bit more. But if we look at the 49ers right now, I don't see their defense being able to stop no. Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Kareem Hunt. And then that opens up that man, Travis Kelsey, I think even more so. I think you can try to stop him, sure, because you have a good matchup on him defensively. But at the end of the day... I'm just saying that the 49ers shut down Kyle Rudolph. That just looks good from a standpoint of, like, if your defense is good enough to cover another tight end. So who do you have winning, then? I actually have the Chiefs winning. I'm just trying to say that Pat Mahomes gotcha. is definitely going to go throw to somebody I, else. He's going against, I think, another, another decent defense at best. Right. If 49ers, Jimmy G puts up numbers, I guess it'll be another a but, gun show, but... I just it, don't see that be, happening. It, it's, no, it's going to be another gun show. You think so? The Chiefs defense isn't good either. Yeah, but Jimmy G really can't tear up a bad Lions defense either, though, That's can he? That's true. No, <laughs> you're right about that. You're, exactly. I, I do have the Chiefs winning. So I have the I, Chiefs winning as well. I can't say much. Uh, next matchup we got is Raiders versus Dolphins. At first, I had a look at this and, and really pondered to myself, is Derek Carr doing the most he can? I mean, he broke his leg his rookie year yep. at the end of the season. Then last year, he tears his ACL, right? Or broke his ankle, or I thought he broke his leg again. I think you're right. I think he did break his leg again. Yep. I mean, last two years, he has been a defiant quarterback when he was healthy. Now his numbers are looking kind of flat. Honestly, I just don't see the Raiders doing much. No. They've put good efforts in each game. They're keeping it close. But the Dolphins' defense is looking decent. Two interceptions last week, three sacks. Even Ryan Tannehill getting caught up into the running game. You're using Ryan Tannehill's athleticism for the first time appropriately. I think that is what's going to really change the game for the Raiders. I don't think that the Raiders are going to stop Ryan Tannehill. Well, they have no one to stop him with since they got rid of Khalil Mack as well. So I, I have the Dolphins winning. Who do you got winning? I got the Dolphins winning. Oh, we're, we're pretty agreeable right now. Yeah, okay. Today, <laughs> uh, well, we got our next matchup, Colts versus Eagles. Man. What do you think about that? They're both teams are 1-1. One one. Carson you got, Wentz you got Carson has Wentz been cleared man. Oh, medically. Man. And now he will be able to start week three against the Colts. I don't know. He's basically a big question mark for he me is right a question now. Mark for me. I want to say he's going to come back and do exactly what he was doing. First of all, you don't have the same weapons. You don't have Alshon Jeffrey right now, and you nope. don't have Mike Wallace. So you're you're trying to make a run with Nelson Aguilar, and then you're running back. That's how I would put it. What do you think? I'm looking at it the same way from your perspective, but I'm looking more at that Colts defense. They stopped Adrian Peterson last week. 
And and for Chris Thompson, neither one of those guys had a flat game against the Cardinals. They both had a really outstanding game against the Cardinals. Last week, they got shut down by the Colts. So I'm thinking right now that the Eagles don't have that big of a chance, or they do have a big chance if Carson Wentz performs. He's a Carson Wentz from last year before he got hurt. He is definitely stepping up, and he could win this game. But I don't think he is right now. So you have... I got the Colts winning. Got the, I have the Eagles winning. I think Carson's going to have another... I think he's going to have another good year. I, I don't know if he's going to be what he was right at the jump, but I think he's going to get that rust off, and he's going to be excellent again. So... Next matchup we got is Titans versus Jaguars. I'm going to go with the Jags, unless you have anything else to say. I have the Jaguars. Jaguars' defense is looking really good again. Well, the Titans look good last week, too. I mean, they Offensively, I just don't think they're going to be able to. I just don't. You don't, you don't think so? Who's going to make a play for them? I agree with you. Thank you. Moving on to our next matchup, we got Bengals versus Panthers. Bengals 2-0, Panthers 1-1. How are you feeling about this one? Man, I'm not feeling good for the Panthers. I mean, if Cam Newton steps up, he's a different quarterback for sure. He had three touchdowns last week, and he still lost. That doesn't look good. I'm looking at the Bengals' defense right now, and last two weeks they've been dominant. I'm pretty sure that it collectively just under his 10 sacks this year. Last week they had four and two interceptions. Yep, and honestly, that Bengals' offense is looking really good too. Andy Dalton is looking like... The year, like, I think it was two to three years ago where he was having a really good year. And then like he the broke his time. thumb it was the first tackling time they the, the yeah. Steelers well, linebacker. I don't even remember the player. It, but it was the first time they had gone to the postseason. I to think. not win a playoff yeah. game, as usual. But I think the Bengals will win. I think they are looking very strong this year. Panthers, they look good. I just don't think they have enough. I did say some things that were contradictory to the Panthers. I want to change my pick. I'm going to go with the Bengals as well. The Panthers <laughs> are stepping up to this game, man. They're I've converted not. you. They're not. If C.J. Anderson goes off, maybe. But we know Christian McCaffrey's just going to be that guy they pass to. They're going to run him, and he's not going to get anywhere. I agree with you, Chris. <laughs> we have our next matchup. We got Broncos versus Ravens. And Casey Keenum's not looking all that great. No, but, you don't like him? Uh, I mean, did, how many interceptions did he throw last year with the Vikings? Uh, no, off the top of my head, I have no idea. I don't think it was that many. His only stat, well, besides a running touchdown for a yard, the only stat is, is an interception for 222 yards, and uh, he's only thrown for 19 completions out of 35. He is winning games, though. Can you give him that? I, I don't know. There's 2-0, and o, regardless if he plays good or bad, I guess. Because he right. played good the first week, didn't play yeah, as good the second true. week. That's how that's I would true. put it. I have the Broncos winning. I just I think the Ravens are kind of falling apart. Well, I think Lamar Jackson, throw him around. I mean, they had him running the ball, yeah, and he but got, what, not... seven yards? I'm saying Joe Flacco been in the NFL for he's tenured plus. He's yeah. tenured plus. Is it his time? You could say the same thing about Josh Rosen and Sam Bradford, but can we say it on the other side of the board? Let's say the Ravens do better if we got young blood in there. Kind of agree with you there. Uh, but I, I also have the problem. <laughs> I'm just thinking last week wasn't Look, a good week. But see, they haven't been game. using Lamar Jackson as a QB. They've been they using him as, 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 as a gadget like a Joe player. Webb. Yeah. They've been using him like a Joe Webb. But that's disappointing because that's not what he wants to do. So I'd like to see him as a QB. If you're going to use him in a gadget play, let him throw. Why or, at it? Yeah, dude, dude you know, some give him options. options. Give him some. Don't to the outside, little inside cut. You know, this guy can do good. Lamar Jackson is good on his feet, but he can also throw the ball. Let's not forget about that. He was a Heisman winner for a reason. I agree. Saints versus Falcons. Both teams are 1-1. One one. Falcons looked a lot better week two. 
you know, going off of the loss against the Eagles, the close one that came down to the Julio Jones almost touchdown catch in the red zone. Looking like a tough team. Yeah, and they put out the numbers, and I had guessed that game correctly last week, so I felt really good about that one. Let's not forget the Falcons. I feel like people always forget this. The Falcons were a Super Bowl contender, not even three years ago. Yep, but you can say the same thing about Panthers. That was four years ago. Okay. That was a different... They were going against Payne Manning. Are you taking Payton over Cam Newton that year? I am. I was going to say, well, he had, what, tear in his plantar fasciitis? Yeah. And then uh, his... You know that dude had neck problems. Oh, yeah, my goodness. I, I would, yep. Tough guy. Tough, Tough guy. guy. Going with the Saints on this one. Drew Brees is going to step it up. He has to. This is a division game. So I'm thinking Drew Brees is taking that team over the Falcons. And I have the Falcons winning. I honestly, I think the Falcons will be able to put more numbers up against that Saints defense that looks so suspect right now. There's Falcons those. may have some injuries on the defense, but they still were able to play hard, tough, until the end and get a W week two. So that's why I'm getting the Falcons. Next matchup we got is Chargers versus Rams. Chargers 1-1, one one, Rams 2-0. Oh. Elvin Gordon and Todd Gurley. The story of two cities. The matchup of the running backs. But they also have Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. That guy's I, looking sweet. He's getting a lot of usage, I think, because of the way the games have been going, gameplay-wise. They've both been like high-scoring games, a lot of action offensively. And I think because you have so many offensive touches, you're just not going to give him all the Melvin Gordon. So you have to give him some relief with the Austin Eckler. And he's been able to produce off his touches. So I think that's the biggest difference. But I'm thinking the Rams' defense shouldn't add all that. Better defense. A way better defense. And they're just coming off the Bills. I wonder if that's going to give them some, like, false hope. Oh, we just did well against the Bills. Well, it's the Bills, buddy. Yep. Devontae Davis left because he doesn't want to be a Bills player anymore. Hopefully that's not what it is, but yes. It's probably not. Bad joke. But, yeah, I'm taking the Rams over this, man. I have the Rams as well. This man, Todd Gurley, only touched the... He didn't even touch that ball that many times. Didn't have as high many high yardage. At 42 yards, three touchdowns still. They used him appropriately. And they're still being used in the passing offense as well. Yep. Three receptions for 32 yards. You know, so that's another team that they just have weapons everywhere, especially now adding Brandon Cooks. And that deep threat, man, he looked magnificent in Week 2. Our next matchup, we got Bears versus the Cardinals. 1-1 one one Bears versus the 0-2 Cards. I am not liking the Cardinals. Through and through, each side of the ball, I think they look soft. They don't look like they're ready. Sam Bradford is not the answer. you got to get somebody throwing that ball to Larry. Larry wants it more than anybody out there. I completely agree. Cardinals have not looked very well. They looked decent week one. Week two, they just looked abysmal. Bears, they have light. And they have something in that team, I believe. And and a lot of that has to do with getting Khalil Mack. That has a lot with Mitch Trubisky being able to start and taking these reins and be able to make plays down the field, able to actually control the offense. And that defense is legit. I have the Bears winning, by the way. I saw a weird, weird, like article line it said bears best defense ever we're trying to say like what, back mack. in the day yeah khalil mack is better than brian erlacher that's what like the point of the article was saying hmm only time will tell only time will tell. i got the gist i skimmed it and that's what i saw at a legit line saying mm-hmm. is he brian erlacher of 2018 so there's a lot going on but i'm also taking that at bear offense over that cardinals defense gotcha and i agree Next matchup we got is Cowboys versus Seahawks. 
Cowboys 1-1, one one, Seahawks 0-2. Oh Seahawks have had a real slow start, in my opinion. Uh, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm agreeing. Where are they at? Are they at the Cowboys or are they at the Seahawks? I, I think it's at Seahawks. At Seahawks. But I'm not 100%. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I'm going to throw it up a little bit. I think Russell Wilson's going to step it up this week and actually start using his legs a little bit more, using his athleticism and just really scoring all this. I thought the Cowboys' defense was elite. I thought it was good, huh? I mean, I mean, I'm taking Russell, though. Like well, Russell The Bears' and, defense went and wrecked havoc. It, 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 and, you, and you're telling me that the I, Cowboys' this is, this defense is my, this is won't my, be able to do the same and they're an elite this is what, this is defense? Yeah, to be honest with you, I'm not going to contradict myself. I'm going to throw this one out there as being one of those just, you know what? I'm just going to give it to Russ. One of those moments. Okay. If All he right. steps it up. He makes that game. He believes in the Russ magic. I, I have the Cowboys winning. I just see I see Cowboys being able to maintain the clock. They're going to be running the ball heavily with Ezekiel Elliott. And honestly, if they can make some big plays in the, with their wide receiver core, man, it's going to be a long day for the Seahawks again, I think. Legion of Boom. The Legion of who? Legion of Boom. You have one person left in the Legion yeah, of Boom. Yeah, but guess what? They still got So two you're saying Earl Thomas they still makes got two up... interceptions over the Bears. Was Earl Thomas the one that had those interceptions? I think he was. I thought it was uh, Shaquille Griffin. Actually, yeah, the you're rookie. Right. No, Shaquille Griffin has been playing for uh, two years. And then Shaquille. Ah, yes, Shaquille you're right. You're right. Yep. Is his little brother yep, you're that right. has yep. no, no hand. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited for those two guys, though. You know, like brothers playing in the NFL adds Oh, I'm sure. That's that's an awesome dynamic. Exactly. Next matchup we got is uh, Patriots versus the Lions. Going with the Patriots, man. Yeah, I think you this one's pretty easy. Yeah. Cut and dry. I yeah. think it's the Patriots as well. Even though we didn't talk about last week about how Rob Gronkowski was going to have a really good game, they kind of held him down. Oh, they definitely Jay held Ramsey him down. De- definitely produced what he was talking about. True, and it wasn't just him. I think that defense as a collective is no joke. Yeah, I would agree. But the yeah. Lions are looking trash on both sides. Like I said, I have the Patriots cut and dry. I don't think it's much to think about. Monday night football, yeah, Steelers versus Buccaneers. Old men, battle of the old men. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> but let's be real, that last glimpse of light is looking bright. It really is. And honestly, both QBs are looking extremely well right now. Ben Roethlisberger, not a year ago, was talking about retirement. And he's still putting up respectable numbers to the point where he's a top three QB right now in week two. You know, But they had him throw the ball 60 times. That was just kind of how game flow went. You weren't able to really run the ball that much. Yeah, 39 completions for 60 attempts. Like, look at the score. 452 yards, three touchdowns. Isn't that big man that's stopping? Both of those offenses are going to be putting up numbers this year. Yeah. 37-42. 37-42. Both of their defenses, like I said, are questionable. But they're able to do it on the offensive end. Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't looking bad either. No, like, like I said, he, do you think he's going to be able to sustain that? I Against his so. defense? Steelers defense? Yes. Okay, and we'll see. Defense. I think the Steelers are going to win. I'm, I'm saying Bucks. I just don't see Fitzmagic being able to keep going. It's not happening. Yeah, Y'all are going to get so sick of Fitzmagic, I swear. It's going to be Fitzpatrick real quick. He's going back to Ryan Fitzpatrick well, from we'll Harvard. See, but I'm saying Fitzpatrick is having another good game, and he's torching this defense. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope not, because I want the Steelers to win. But that is going to conclude our NFL portion of mainstream matchups. Thanks for listening in. We wanted to go ahead and give you guys some time to go ahead and make a shout-out for anything that you guys have personally going on, and go ahead and shout it out to the world and let them know about it. 
Who wants to start it off? I'll start off. Sam D. Right. I am working with a couple of friends to do this individual and small group training, right? And our group at the moment, we have DOF Academy. We are based in the Twin Cities area and in the Shakopee area, right? So that's a shout out for DOF Academy, which will be more official in April. We have already started doing our trainings and stuff, but we really want to push it to the next level in April of next year. Yeah. What I like to say is make sure you go ahead and get your kid signed up for his teachings, man. This man is a wizard. If you're not having your kid a part of this program, your kid isn't getting better. So go ahead and get your kid signed up with DOF Academy now or never. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Sam D. Go ahead, Chris Young. Who do you want to go ahead and give out a shout-out to? We got one of the oldest rivalries in St. Paul Friday. You know, these two guys know about it. They went to Central. I went to Highland, so we got it Friday. It's going to be popping. The uh, musket. The musket game, obviously, at Central. We're definitely going to be those good sports and bring the musket there, unlike Central, who never brought their musket out. Hey, you hey. know what? I think it's starting out very well. First, they chose the best field. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know about that. <laughs> Turf isn't better than natural field. We're the oldest natural field in St. Paul. We got the best field out there. Oh, That's why man. Minnesota Thunder played there for years. I don't see them playing at Highland. I don't see them playing at Highland. So we got a game Friday. You know, come out and support it. Highland's got a rough start, 0-3. Central's got a, a decent start. The only team they beat was Johnson by two points. They're 1-2. and two. Both tough seasons so far. Everybody's dealing with number problems. Go out and support some high school football in St. Paul. Going to be the biggest game out there, though. It's going to be around 7 o'clock Friday at Central. Um, if you got time, fill up the stands. Those stands are big enough for everybody in the city to come out. It's good, man. I really push for like people to really um, go in and support their community team. Because, yeah, it's, um, you got like the Vikings who are the, uh, the state's team. But in the end, the community is where it was at, right? Exactly. This guy, Adrian Peterson, he's going to come here this year. The next year, he's going to go and play at another place, right? Here, it's your kid. It's the um, kid next door. You know, the kids that are going to stay around, the kids that are going to help your community, right? Just make sure exactly. that everything in the end is positive for yourself and those that you love, right? So come out, support, make good vibes. Yep, and I appreciate it. And again, come see Highland vs. Central, 7 o'clock Friday. Friday. Yep, varsity game. Make sure you come and support local businesses and all that good stuff we were going here and talking on. And that's going to conclude our podcast for today. Thank you for joining us and listening in. This is your host, Tyler James, and we'll see you next week.